Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Alien Covenant and reviewing Master of None Season 2. Plus, we will be having our weekly TV recaps. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing, man? I am doing pretty well today. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we're, I'm back in Florida, if you can't tell by the audio quality. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am back, and I'm kind of doing everything myself for the moment, because Enrique will be taking over what Eli was doing in, in Lynchburg, but he is sick right now, so he cannot be taking it over. So that's fine, but um, it's just, there's a lot going on, and we don't have everything fully set up yet, but we'll get it going. And it, it's definitely good, it's good to be home, and it's good to be um, by theaters that show actual films. <laughs> um, uh, true that, true that, true yes, that. True Miles, that. it will be joining us on this episode of the podcast, and I know that was like Yay. the lamest <laughs> intro ever, but I was like, yeah, oh, no, I, I was going to reference you, but then I was like, oh wait, I haven't int- introduced him yet. So, <laughs> yeah, I never uh, know what to do there if like, I'm supposed to laugh or be yeah. But yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah. I took a three hour nap today. <laughs> like right that's, before this. That's... But I haven't, I've been getting like horrible sleep this whole week. It's been so busy. I'm sick. Yeah. But it's good to be here. I'm actually really excited for this episode. Yeah. It's just because uh, Master most... of None. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the most mild thing I've ever heard. I took a three hour nap today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, though. I haven't taken naps since I was at Liberty. So <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it, it's, it's definitely, it's good. And Miles knows my struggles. That's what I was going to reference. Miles knows my struggles when it comes to these movies and not being able to see them uh-huh. because he would go with me sometimes to Charlottesville uh-huh. just to see yeah, yeah. freaking. We, we would drive an hour. It would be a freaking whole day trip just to go see a movie. Uh, two hours to go see it. Yeah. I spent an hour back driving. It's exactly. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> what movie did we well, see? Manchester by the Sea, I believe. I think we saw, we saw Manchester by the no, Sea. That was, uh, was one. We saw a double feature. It's like the salesman. Yes. That is wasn't playing anywhere, so that's fine. What was the other one though? I can't remember for the life of me. Um. Uh, oh, 20th oh, Century man. Women was that it? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was yes. so good. Such I was actually, a good movie. Speaking of which, I was in Santa Barbara and I, yesterday. Oh, really? Where 20 century woman took place, and it's a beautiful place. All right. Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You know, I need to buy 20th century woman on DVD. It's something I need to Really watch. good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Carlos. Yeah, it's uh, great. Carlos is shrugging me about it, but it's I don't know. It's I don't know. I didn't love it as much as you did, and I guess Miles did. Yeah. So, but whatever. It was, I, I mean, I. I don't know. I I probably didn't love it as much as you did either, but I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. All right. Well, let's get into the movie we're actually going to be doing this episode. Okay. Yeah. This might be the longest like we've taken to actually get to the main episode. We apologize. We apologize. That's fine. We'll have the as always. Time codes are in the description. Don't complain about long episodes to me. Uh, There we go. uh, But so we are going to get into Alien Covenant. The 
So sorry. <laughs> what just happened? Um, I dropped my phone. <laughs> yep, this is all right. This is part. This is uh, just gonna warm me right back into being back home recording. All right. <laughs> um, so I apologize for that because we just talked over it. So it's just gonna be in the episode. I don't care. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're gonna be talking about Alien Covenant, which is the sequel to Prometheus, but the prequel to the rest of the Alien franchise i guess um, so it's a prequel sequel yes and there we go <laughs> yeah we will no spoilers here we if we give spoilers we'll give a warning but i doubt it we'll try to avoid spoilers here um so i guess we'll start with overall thoughts and my what i will say overall thoughts wise for this uh, movie it kind of has to do with the prequel sequel kind of thing if i were to describe right. this movie and what i thought about it it is a very good to even at times, especially in the fir- first act, great alien movie. But uh-huh. it is a very bad to at really at times really bad um, Prometheus sequel. And in that, right. it is a very flawed film. It, it really is. And I really have mixed feelings on it because there are moments in this movie that I absolutely love. And I was like, this is the alien franchise. And then everything that they, everything that they did connecting it to Prometheus, I didn't, it it fell flat. It really did. And then they even, like, they abandoned the interesting parts of Prometheus. It was, I don't know. I, I really am very mixed on this movie. I loved parts of it and a lot of it not so much. So, but I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Miles, let's start with you. What were your thoughts on Alien Covenant overall? Well, yeah, speaking as someone who hasn't seen Prometheus, I'll say that for the record. I need to see it. But I'll say this. The movie was extremely entertaining, and it was a great time on the big screen. And with those amazing sequences, it was well shot, it was beautiful, it was fun. But it had a lot of problems. And for me, the problems really had to do with less, because I haven't seen Prometheus but just the characters, and there were definitely a lot of story issues that I couldn't get over. And I could almost predict the whole movie at a certain point. <laughs> Especially the end, yeah. Yeah, it was a very... the be- I think I saw a review on Rotten Tomatoes today that was like... It said, going back to the alien or the formula... I don't know. It said something about being very formulaic, and it was very clever, but I'm forgetting it now. Uh-huh. But yeah, overall entertaining... But not very doesn't hold up very well in my head. Yeah. All right, Ozzy. What about you? Overall thoughts? Um, I will say that I enjoyed the overall performance of the cast. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the cast. You know, and I was actually looking at this actress, the main actress, Catherine uh, Waterston, mm-hmm. and I was wondering because I, I was like, I was while I was watching her performance, like I know I've seen her before, and she's actually in Steve Jobs, so it's not her first time actually. Uh, working oh, with... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not her first time actually working with Michael Fassbender, and then she was also in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and say she, she gave a pretty good performance in this movie. I, I mean, I think she's a pretty good actress from all the performances I've oh, seen yeah. her in. Um, so I will say that the cast does a pretty good job. Uh, I didn't see Prometheus, so I, I was kind of like, oh, I mean, it seems seems cool. But, I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see Prometheus, so I can't say that it's a bad sequel per se. Um, Have you seen the Alien movies, or at least the original? I only saw the second one. And that's because Carlos... Oh, okay. 
Um, I, <laughs> oh, need to, I need to sit him down and watch the first one because, man, the first oh, man. one. You need to, yeah. If you have not seen Alien, Alien is a masterpiece of cinema. It is a masterpiece of sci-fi, and it is a masterpiece of horror. It's just, if you have not seen that movie, please, please, oh, honestly, yeah. please. <laughs> you have to see it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and the second one is a great movie in and of itself. And then with the, it's just, it's one of the most iconic action movies, which should have been on our list. <clears throat> but moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's get into positives. Uh, Ozzy already okay. brought up somewhat the performances, obviously. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I I really didn't have a problem when it came to performances in this movie. Uh, see, as much as I do have issues with Michael Fassbender in this movie, it's not his performance. Uh, I don't think his performance is the issue. I think right. maybe he was directed to act a certain way, number one. But number two, I, a lot of it was story issues and with his character that I just... Uh, yeah. But we'll get there. Um, I Performance-wise... Yeah. I thought the lead actress was great. Um, Fastbender was great. Um, we had a bunch of other the there was, Danny McBride. Yes, uh, I think oh, I think really good. Amazing. I think he was amazing, yes. especially since he basically only does comedic roles. I think he did a pretty good job in this movie, and I want to see him take oh, on yeah. more roles like this. I mean, he did. I haven't seen him on any screen for a while, so seeing this as uh-huh. I mean as a comeback for me, I thought he did a pretty amazing job, honestly coming back to film yeah yeah um and i i do again i do agree with you on the characters miles but as Uh far as performances i don't think you can oh yeah and there's a lot of technical i mean and that's this can be said a lot of these positives before we get into some of the alien stuff that i loved um but a lot of these positives like cinematography uh the overall direction of the movie for the most part the Uh A lot of the technical stuff, the performances, um, that you you go into a Ridley Scott film expecting those things to be good, right? I mean, yeah. it's a it's oh, Ridley Scott. Yeah, of course. He is. I mean, he, at one time we we're he was considered one of the best directors working period, and he had his right. slump, but he's kind of on the upswing right now. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I you go in even his bad movies, you go in expecting good things in them. So I think a lot of this, the cinematography, the performances, like we've said, those things are going to be great. So the, if you're going in looking for some Ridley Scott things like that, you're going to be fine. I mean, you're going to be satisfied. Even people who don't like Prometheus aren't going to criticize it on a technical level, you know. So right, um, yeah. My biggest positive is the first act of this movie. It delivers okay. on all of the tension that I want in an alien movie. It uh-huh. has some of those classic first alien movie kind of horror elements. This one yeah. felt the most like a... I don't know, because the third one, even though it's kind of divisive, I think it does deliver on some of the horror elements of it. But this uh-huh. one felt the most like a horror movie since the first one. Oh, yeah, totally. Yes. So, I I really, really did appreciate and love those aspects of it. And it's funny because that, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. That stuff didn't even have the actual classic alien in it. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> yeah. like, that. it's interesting because the, the first act of the movie is by far my favorite part of the movie. But it doesn't even have the uh-huh. actual technical alien that's the 
title <laughs> in the title. So it's funny, yeah. but the xenomorph is the word I'm looking for. But yeah, I don't know. What what are the positives you guys have? I've been talking a lot. Yeah. Um, well, okay, Miles, well, you go oh, first. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing, and this isn't really, this isn't a spoiler at all. The thing that, I mean, as the movie is starting, it has that alien feel with like the score and what they're doing with the, uh, the the credits and just the, yeah. the effect there and that got me in automatically that first act because it really goes back to that tension of the first alien yes. movie yeah. and i mentioned in my overview that i had problems with the characters but honestly the main characters like the ones that you really root for i thought they were all really great mm-hmm. like honestly danny mcbride in my head when he was casted i thought he'd be in there for a very specific role and the impact his character had really trumped what I thought he would do. And I thought that was really cool uh, because it is a unique role for someone that has such a persona like Danny McBride. And I thought that was pretty refreshing. And yeah, I mean, of course the cinematography and all that stuff, but yeah, that first act is phenomenal. I'll it say really that. Is. I'll it sets it up you. so well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you guys on the first act. I mean, I'm not going to really go off of that. It's, it's pretty much, um, pretty much all loved all around but i will say the tension in the film is really good oh, every yeah. time there is a xenomorph mm-hmm. on screen it you feel it you mm-hmm. sense it oh yeah um i was definitely scared i don't even want to see this movie i'm gonna be honest with you guys. I, don't, I, I don't do i don't do scary movies every time um there's a scary movie i'm like oh god um but every time every time there was a xenomorph on on the film though like on the screen you can totally tell there was a tension i mm-hmm. did like um sort of the cgi and stuff like that that they used for the xenomorphs i thought it was pretty impressive pretty Mm -hmm. way pretty impressive um i definitely like the mythology that they kind of set around uh the story though Uh, this is my first time by the way guys like actually getting involved in it so uh i did like the mythology around the the xenomorphs Mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that and how they were created as well yeah so. I, I agree i like the prequel aspects of it the mm-hmm. how we're getting closer because i believe this movie is like what 18 years before alien takes place something like that i think so we're sneaking yeah. up on that time because prometheus everyone was like it's a prequel to alien but it's like it's like 20 30 years before so it's like a way prequel you know it wasn't really a prequel to alien yeah it, it's yeah, not yeah. I, I i honestly didn't even put together because i was like I, I can't even remember when did the movie come out, but I was like in movie news, but not really. Like I didn't pay as much attention, so I didn't even uh-huh. it didn't even click with me that it was a prequel until like the okay. very end of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's a prequel alien. That's crazy. Which, um, would you say though, now that you've seen it and seen this, is Prometheus kind of pointless though, and some of the stuff it did, from what I've heard? Um, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I, I really, really like the mythology that we kind of get explained a little bit because that's what I've been looking for from these new alien movies. I'm like, all right, let's explain the, explain where all this came from. We, cause the setup right. for alien is that they receive a distress signal, right? <laughs> from this random uh-huh. planet. And they're like, we have to by law go and check it out. So the question mm-hmm. has always been, where is it, what is that signal? Where did it come from? 
And uh-huh. how did those freaking eggs get there? And now we're finally right. going to get some of those answers, it seems like, in that movie. This movie finally starts to point us in that direction. We don't get those answers, but we're getting pointed in that direction. Oh, um, yeah. And with that, I yeah. one thing that's so cool about the Alien universe and something that was so refreshing with the first one that this movie does, for the most part, really well is that the characters feel like such real people. Like, they are in such a battered situation when the movie kicks off. Mm-hmm. And it really, I mean, it's such a cool sci-fi concept because it feels it feels so grounded. Yeah. And some of the concepts that they're able to play around, even with this movie that they're getting at, are really cool. And mm-hmm. it's really engaging sci-fi when it works. Yeah. Um, and I will say, and this will be kind of my last point here, um, or kind of my last positive here. The best scene in Prometheus, if you have not seen Prometheus, the best scene in Prometheus, I won't say exactly, but it is a scene involving a surgery and in a medical room. Okay. And it is amazing. It is the best scene in the whole movie. And I will say, again in this movie, uh, the best scene in the movie takes place in a medical room. <laughs> that's all, oh, that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. The okay. best scene very, in the movie. It, very intense. It's so very good. Intense. And again, in the first act. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> the yes, first act is uh, great. The first act, man. It, when, um, it, and when you get introduced to these xenomorphs and, and stuff, and stuff yeah. like that, I mean, it is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, very intense. Um, and that also will lead me to the body horror in this. Like, it, the thing is, uh, look, that kind of stuff, you know, I'm not a huge fan of over the top gore in movies. I'm just not. But it, gosh, they used it in a way that it played on the fact that I hate that. <laughs> it's like. 100% uh, agree. 100% agree. When I, when, I, yeah. when the stuff was going down, I was like, Ooh, boy. It, it is disgusting, but I, they wanted it to be disgusting because that adds to the horror almost in a weird way. It's a body horror. It really is. And it also kind of plays into, I mean, I know it's weird to say this, but this is just like, it's a psychological thing that people have gone into. The reason, one of the reasons that the Xenomorph figure, that, what is it, H.R. Geiger or something like that, the, that original design is so scary uh-huh. is because it's almost inherently sexual. And it's just there's something oh, about it yeah. that's, like, disturbing on that level, on a sexual level, that you're just like, oh, like, oh, it just bothers you're talking, you. You're talking about how the xenomorph looks? Yes. There's something about it psychologically that we relate to and we go, oh, gosh, like, it bothers right. us on a deep mental level. And to me, it looks like a damn, like, a, a huge crustacean. <laughs> and when I'm I say saying, crustacean, I mean cockroach. I was like, yo, that's a deadly, it, it's a deadly I'm ass just saying, thing. like, that design, it's used very well in this movie. And again, uh-huh. the technology that we have nowadays allows some of the kind of body horror things that happen in even the first Alien to be enhanced. So, yeah, that, that's definitely, I have positives for this movie. But oh, I'm definitely yeah. going to get into my negatives here. We'll get into that. <laughs> All right. Um, Carlos well, really wants to jump into his negatives, let, I mean, let's do it. Oh, do you I'm, have any I'm more positives? I mean, that's, that's all I really have. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then let's move on to negatives. Um, again, everything with the aliens, everything that – every time there was an alien on the screen, basically – I was in. I was like, okay, uh-huh. this is good. Even the last act and the last 10 minutes, which I wasn't a huge fan of the last 10 minutes, so there's my first negative, I guess. A throwaway negative. But even that, I was like, okay, the aliens on the screen were good. It's still kind of intense, right? Every time uh-huh. Michael Fassbender's character 
Not a fan. I really was not a fan. Oh, really? I really... I thought... all Okay. Uh, see, is it a spoil? Because Michael Fassbender's in this movie. But it's uh-huh. they do a weird thing with him and his character. Because I don't want to spoil anything. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? You know I'm trying to work yeah. around here. So, <laughs> I'm trying to work around it. But they do a weird thing with his character. And uh-huh. it... I, I wasn't a fan. I thought a lot of those conversations, that's all I'll say, a lot of those conversations were, I found them to be extremely contrived and extremely pretentious. And I was sitting there, I'm like, they're trying to make this some deep thing that I just, it's not working for me. It's falling flat. I don't care about any of this. And honestly, every time, and it has nothing to do with this performance. It really doesn't. He was great in the movie. He's great in the role. But uh-huh. every time he was on the screen, I was like, can we get back to the aliens, please? That were, oh, really? were, were a, it's just so frustrating. I did not like every time Michael Fassbender was on the screen, I was like, move on, please. You are trying to force this so much. It's not working. It's really weird at times. And I know it's trying to be weird, but at the same time, I'm just like, I, I, I couldn't with any, every time Michael Fassbender's character was on the screen, I was like, move on, please. And I yeah, guess it sounds like you guys might disagree with me, but that's I, my, how I, I thought. I, I mean, there. I think there is a great opening scene involving his character, and I, I honestly enjoyed some of it, but there came to a point where I knew exactly where it was going to go with him, just knowing, like, Alien and Sci-Fi 101. Yeah. And without spoiler, I want we got to be really careful here. I know. <laughs> with the franchise's future, considering Ridley Scott wants to make, like, 20 more Alien movies, I'm kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. In regards to the predictability of certain stuff, but that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'm kind of mixed on that stuff too, though. Yeah, um, I would. I'm gonna go ahead and say I actually liked most of Michael Fassbender stuff, but that's because okay. I needed it because it was exposition for me personally. Right. Because Did when you he was get any of, I mean, I mean, because when he was explaining some of the stuff that was going on, I was like, okay, well, this is why this is happening and that was happening. But that's just because I haven't seen anything in particular and i don't really understand i this is my this is my first time since since yeah. uh lynchburg yeah kind of being uh uh kind of like kind of getting uh di- like driven uh, into this uh universe okay this is really hard because i uh, okay i'm i agree with you there was a lot of exposition in there i don't know if all uh-huh. of it made sense there's a flashback scene that I'm like that they throw in at a random time and they don't acknowledge until later in the movie and I'm just like okay that was all out of nowhere but anyway I the the exposition stuff was necessary what I'm talking about is stuff like where he's playing that little flute thing I'm like okay what are we yeah, doing yeah yeah I mean I'll, or, I'll I'll agree with you like I said I like some like I I like most of his stuff when yeah. it came to explaining, yeah. you know, and, the and aliens and, and, and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, that's why I'll say, like, right. I, I disagree with you. Yeah, but what um, about the flute thing? Or what about when he's reading or reciting that poem or he's talking about, like, I, Jesse, I was texting Jesse, and Jesse said there was some uh, Lawrence of Arabia thing. I didn't catch it, but oh, I'm sure yeah. it was boring to me because I didn't <laughs> care. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'll agree with you there. I mean, some uh, some of it was kind of... It was contrived. It was, it was contrived, and it felt out of place when yeah, it came exactly. to the movie overall. Yeah, it... And I think that really comes down to also a lot of other aspects of the movie where it's very like, and I guess this, I can get into my negative here, yeah, go for it. which is the throwaway characters. Yes. Cause often, I mean, a movie like, for example, aliens with Josh D has seen, will do a pretty good job at getting you to at least on some level connect with the people that you know are there to be basically meet. 
Mm-hmm. But some of these characters, their actions were so forced and horrendous that honestly, with some of the gross out stuff that you guys were talking about without spoilers, I honestly was very happy when some of it was happening because I hated these characters so much. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good for him. He deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I gave sometimes it's supposed to do that. But in this case, they're trying to freak you out. And that mm-hmm. just took me out of the movie. Also, when it, there was a certain point like halfway through where I realized characters were just doing stuff because the story needed them to that's a problem in prometheus too yeah yeah and that would oh that would probably drive me crazy as well and on that level it was so hard for me to get along with any of the actually interesting sci-fi stuff that they were attempting because i was like this movie is kind of dumb i mean i think it was effective for the most part but also i mean how much better could it have been if I mean these characters were intelligent, and the alien, <laughs> honestly, and the yeah. alien had to actually outsmart and kill people that were making educated decisions that like people alien. education, <laughs> yeah, like alien, <laughs> exactly. And this is no spoiler because okay, there's a very similar scene in the first Alien in regards to the gross out horror, mm-hmm. but the reason that works out so well is because that character is someone you connect with right away. Yeah. Like, honestly, out of all the characters, that's one of the least that I'd expect yeah. to, for that to happen to. And this movie is the opposite. Like, all the people that die right away are like, oh, I hate them. Yeah, and, the, yeah. The, the thing is, and see, I, I didn't really connect with these characters. For the most part, I mean, the lead I connected with. because oh, she they, great. Yeah, she is a great actress, number one. And number uh-huh. two, they give me a reason to care about her. And there's mm-hmm. also, there's a few other things um, where... <laughs> some people some people die and they're close to other characters so you're like okay i care about you because i see how much right. pain you're in those kind of things right yeah. and but for the most part a lot of these characters i just did not care and uh-huh. the thing is you're right there's no because all right alien opens with you have everyone coming out of hypersleep right and then they go uh-huh. and they have kind of that dinner scene right and they're sitting down they're oh, eating lunch yeah. and they're just shooting the crap you know they're talking and you you're immediately you're like i like you guys i i'm invested yeah, in you yeah. as characters i can i can hang with you guys you know we don't get that scene in this movie and i like it right. in a sense that you're thrown into it basically immediately but i also didn't get a chance to connect with any of these characters so yeah i don't know do you yeah, have any any sure. negatives ozzy I will say that the movie is, is extremely predictable. Yes. Extremely oh, predictable. Yeah. The end, you especially. Can, yes. Yeah, especially when it comes to the third act, it becomes extremely predictable. Um, especially since the trailer, man. Because I kind of forgot. The trailer the, gives a lot away. Yeah, because I kind of forgot really the does. trailer. And then, yeah, yeah. and then I remember, like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be in the trailer. And then I, <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, isn't this scene? Like, I was oh, thinking about it. I'm like, isn't this scene supposed to be in the trailer? And then I saw, I'm like, oh, there it is. Because <laughs> uh, I was wondering when the movie was going to end. I'm like, yeah. oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Okay. So I will say it does become uh, extremely predictable. Just due yeah. to the fact that the trailer does show a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, all right. I, last thing I will mention, unless Miles, you have anything else, but the last thing I'm going to mention is, and I've talked about this a little bit, the Prometheus sequel aspects of it. And that's, that's the question that a lot of people have. And they'll be like, you know, did it continue on where Prometheus left off? And the answer is kind of, but not really. Um, and then does it, and then the second question you're always going to get 
is does it answer any of the questions because one thing even people who don't like prometheus will say that it asks some interesting questions the problem is a lot of the people's problem is other than char dumb character decisions and things like that is it doesn't give you answers this movie does i'm sorry it doesn't give us any answers either in fact it abandons the questions that prometheus asks prometheus is a study and it's talking about like it's almost got kind of a religious undertones where it's talking about where do we come from? Where, we want to find out where we came from and why they made us and why they did the, some of the things that they did, right? Uh -huh. This movie completely abandons that storyline and it goes and we're, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to set up for Alien now. Uh, you set right. us, you gave us all these questions in Prometheus and you didn't answer them. The, that, it, it's, yeah. it's, it was so just like, why? What's the point? Why even have it now? That's why where I would agree with that statement you had earlier where you said Prometheus is kind of pointless. It, it, okay. You just ask us questions and then yeah. you don't even give us answers in the next movie. In, in fact, you don't even address the questions in the next movie. It, it, yeah. And even they tried to have religious undertones in this movie as well. But again, they felt really forced. It was just like, I, and it, I believe that was Danny McBride's character, right? With the religious kind of stuff? Or no? No, uh, that was... Um, wait, who, wait, wait, wait. No, who was that? That was the captain. Yes, it was the captain. Uh, the, Played uh, by oh, yeah, yeah. Billy Kudrup. Yeah. Kudrup. Uh, yeah, so there, there were a lot of just, a lot of that stuff where they almost tried to touch on the same themes, but then they also don't answer the question. It's just... I don't think this movie works. If you try to... What I wanted to do when I first went in to go see this movie was watch Prometheus first. I didn't get a chance to because I was super busy last week. So, I've actually seen this movie twice because I went with Ozzy the second time and my sister. And I watched Prometheus with my sister right before and I was like, okay. okay. So, I want to watch it and then go watch the movie and see what happens. It really it had no effect. <laughs> Honestly, it really? made me care less. <laughs> That's such a bummer. I mean, because... When this movie was announced, I think, and because there was all this stuff going on with uh, the director of Dis uh, Neil Blomkamp was going to do an Alien yeah. movie, but then they were saying it was going to take, they're just going to do a Prometheus sequel, and it was going to take a couple movies to get to the Xenomorph. Yeah. And I really do smell the fact that if they made a straight-up Prometheus sequel, I honestly feel like it wouldn't have done very well at the box office. No. Because the interest in the franchise is, was so low at that point, and, ah, which is such a bummer, because with what you were saying, I mean, I guess I'd have to go back and see it. But yeah. I, I mean, honestly I still like a lot of changes and rewrites here. To be clear, I still like Prometheus. I actually do uh -huh. like Prometheus. It definitely has problems, and I will admit that, but I, uh -huh. ended, I end up liking Prometheus, and... I probably like it more than this one, to be honest. Oh, really? Um, but we're going to, yeah, let's, unless you guys have anything else, you want to get into ratings? Sure. Sure, let's do All it. All right. Um, Ozzy, let's start with you. What is your rating for Alien Covenant? I'll give it a solid seven. Really? Man, that is way Hey, I, again, me. I haven't... Uh, you have nothing movie. to compare it to? Uh, exactly. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. You need to watch Alien. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I believe I have Alien at like a 9.7 or something. It's it's one of the best movies, oh, period. Yeah. It's so good. Um, all right, Miles, what about you? I give it... I, oh, man, because here's the thing. All With all these complaints aside, this movie is so entertaining. Yeah. And I know this might be on the high side, but I'm also going to give it a 7 out of 10. <sighs> Because a lot of people don't care about all these things we're talking about. They just want to go in and have a good time. And for that reason, I think the movie will really deliver for most people. That's fair. It's a fun movie. It's a good summer movie. That's fair. But I honestly, like, 
I mean, see, again, I try to use my sister and my mom as, like, gauges of the normal <laughs> moviegoer. <laughs> you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, and my sister came out of this, and she said, you know, I, she said, I liked it. And then uh-huh. I was like, yeah. And then she's like, the story is kind of weird, though. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I don't, I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's, the story is kind of just like, okay, and... Again, I think a lot of it has to do with the random fastbender stuff that they throw in, and it's just like, okay, what are we doing here? We have these land, and you have to have low moments in these movies, but or kind of slower moments in these movies, but to make it this kind of pretentious fastbender crap, I didn't uh, care. It had nothing to. I mean, the first act was our favorite part. Yeah, it was all set up, so you know, it had nothing to do with that. Yeah, honestly. It's kind of unfair that it, this franchise has the alien name on it. Yeah. Because sure. honestly, with this movie, I really don't think they'll ever make another classic alien movie. Yeah. As long as Ridley Scott and all the same things are attached, I just, you can't go back to the level of the first one or the second one at yeah. this point. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to give my rating, geez. I, I'm going to okay. be much lower than you guys, like much, much oh, boy. lower. Um, because I'm so divided on this movie, and the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm of two minds. I love parts of it, and really didn't like other parts of it. And then the second time I watched it, honestly, it's really just the first act that I love, and then I kind of like some other stuff with Xenomorphs. So, it go it went even farther down. So I'm actually on even the lower side. I'm gonna say this movie is like a 4.9. I think what? Yes. that is that is wow. so insane. And the only thing keeping it that high is I and you I know you guys are thinking that this is way too low and that's fine. But no, uh, but I the only the only thing that I absolutely love about this movie is the first act and then after that I could care less about two thirds of it. <laughs> I could care right. less about everything else that happens except for some of the alien stuff, and that's unfortunate. It. You know, maybe that's a little too low, but I don't, you know what? That's just how I feel at this point. And yeah. I know Jesse would, Jesse's probably going to kill me or send me some angry text <laughs> when he hears this because he texted me and was saying he really liked it. And I'm like, well, teach their own. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. and I know, again, I agree with you. People can go into this and have just kind of fun with it. And, you know, that's fine, but that's not how I want to rate movies. And that, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but, and I, I don't, you know, I get it. And I know people are going to be like, you gave King Arthur a seven. And I'm like, yeah, I had fun in King Arthur more than I did an alien, more consistently than I did an alien. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, at least Alien Covenant made its money back. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. We, we talked about it. Uh, King Lions, box hey, hey, was I wasn't, sad. I wasn't trying to make a jab at, at the production. No, company. I mean, King Arthur <laughs> had a bigger was production, but I anyway, wasn't trying to make crazy. a jab. That's crazy. You're right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, nobody ever throws money at horror movies, really. Anyway, and this is technically a sci-fi horror movie, so uh, yeah. yeah. Um, most horror-like, like I said, than since Alien. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, all right. Well, let's move on, and Ozzy will be tuning out for this part of the discussion. But you can stick around and kind of hear our discussion on this if you want. I mean, I, I really don't have a choice. Fair so. enough. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, we're going to be talking about Ma- Season 2 of Master of None, and we'll probably be getting into spoilers, so you we'll have, have your to. warning here. Well, all TV is spoilers on yeah, the ba- podcast. Yeah, basically, okay. when we I talk mean, TV, we could we're like, like five minutes with no spoilers okay, just good. so we can yeah. get everyone to watch it. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. All right, let's... All right, I just, well, just want to let everybody know, it's, we're 103 episodes in. 
Okay. <laughs> TV at this point. Spoilers. <laughs> hey, always could be, there always could be a new list. I'm just letting you know. All right. Anyway. All right. So you're right, Miles. Let's do like two to three minutes. We'll talk about no spoilers just so people know that we love the show. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, and I said this after I watched The Crown on Netflix, another Netflix show. Okay. One of my one of the ways that I know a show or a season of a show is truly great is that after I finish watching it, like a week after I finish watching it, or at least a couple days after I finish watching it, I'm still thinking about it. And right. I was driving home. I have I have the long 14 hour drive home from Virginia to Florida to South Florida. And I was just thinking about the show <laughs> for, for a yeah, good hour or yeah. two. I was just like, man, season two of Master of None was so great. It really uh-huh. was. And I I just, I loved this season. I mean, I really, really, I really do like season one. But season uh-huh. two is a completely different animal. It's so oh, yeah. good. Um, Miles, what about you? Oh, yeah. And I, I was a huge fan of the first season. And just everything Aziz did there. And mm-hmm. going into this one, though. I feel it really does. It feels like truly like the best case scenario of a second season uh-huh. where the writers and everyone involved is so confident in what they, they started like the most ballsy episodes of the first season, which is really what got me hooked in this episode. Like every episode is something so unique and original and is like a 20 to 30 minute piece of art. Like I, that sounds so pretentious to say, mm-hmm. but it's so cool. Just the way it explores certain aspects of humanity but yeah. also does it in a way that keeps you entertained it's funny it's like the best aspect uh that comedy can do and really make you connect with things on a deeper level yeah it's kind of like atlanta in that sense honestly just how oh, every yeah, episode yeah. is so different and it's like something you didn't expect them to do um yeah and i think it starts and i mean look watch this show if you have not watched master of none Season yeah. one is a good watch. You're going to have fun with it. But season two is going to blow your mind. And it starts, uh-huh. spoiler alert for the rest of this discussion, spoiler okay. alert. It starts okay, with that first go. episode. When they decide to go black and white was a great decision. An entire oh. episode black and white in Italy. Yeah. It made it feel just so kind of, it's weird to, it's weird to say that, but it made it feel so authentic and just yeah. like uh, unique. And it made you feel like, I, I don't know. I really did like their decision to go black and white and him in Italy. And I like how he kept saying that one word that he didn't even know what it mean, knew it, or he didn't <laughs> know what it meant for a little uh-huh. bit. And then he finally realized and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll still say it. It makes sense. <laughs> and he kept, kept saying, it's just, yeah. it was so great. And it was like, you know, th- that's, I mean, it's just living in another country. And I'm sure there's tons of people who could relate to that and who can watch the show and be like, yeah, I've lived in another country, and it kind of is like that. You're just kind of making your way through, doing your best, and uh, yeah. learning the language as you go. And it's just, it was so good. And um, a lot of references, especially in the first episode, but really all throughout this season, and this is something that a lot of people have surprisingly been talking about, a lot of references to Italian cinema in this movie. Right, or yeah. in this, uh, not movie, geez, in this show. <laughs> um, yeah. It, so it does feel yeah. like a like a ten episode little giant movie, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, what what were, what were some of your thoughts, man? Oh man, I because then this is where I was saying before, comedy has such a unique angle 
to talk about things and really address things that nothing else could address if done well. And this just, I mean, there was an episode, and now since we're getting into spoilers. Yeah, go for it. Well, one, there was an episode that was like a montage of the Aziz's character, Dev, going on a bunch of dates uh, with, like, a different woman yeah. in it on a Tinder-like app. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool. Like, the way it was edited, the way it was shot, and the way each episode kind of was like an homage to a different style of classic film mm-hmm. in a different, certain way. Uh and not only that, like the cameos, but I think my favorite episode, or at least my favorite throwaway episode, if you could even call it throwaway, was one that didn't really have any of the main characters in it. Yeah. That just followed the lives of different people living in New York City. Uh-huh. And I keep, I feel like I'm so pretentious saying this, but it honestly felt like such a celebration of what it means to be human and what brings us together. And yeah. it was just so cool and uplifting and awesome. <laughs> dude i know exactly what episode you're talking about it's the episode uh-huh. um with the deaf girl right that was oh one. that was awesome yeah. yeah um and what there's another who else is the in taxi that taxi driver the taxi and, driver and, and there's the, a third uh, person the the booker at the hotel or yes, whatever he was yes um yeah. it's just all of that it was so good and you're right uh-huh. it's about humanity and it's about just and that's what the show really is it's just a guy living his life and he's just trying oh, yeah. to and i love i've like do you know why the show is called master of none have you read that no i've not it, it's it's named after the phrase that i guess in seasons really likes um and that he can jack of all trades and a master of none and uh-huh. that's what they ended up naming the show and uh-huh. he it just it makes so much it's such a great it's such a great show <laughs> it really is and that could, episode could we talk about yeah, yeah. but that episode no, definitely ahead. is one of my favorites and you're uh, right it's about humanity but it's also one thing and this just met me me because of my love of movies and my okay. i mean we're sitting here talking about movies it's kind of like the thing that brings them together in the end of the day all these people that literally have nothing to do with each other end up in the same place at the end of the day <laughs> sitting in a movie theater watching a movie that they basically some of them got spoiled like it was some huge <laughs> was event so movie and yeah. it was so good i was like yeah all these people, they literally have nothing to do with each other. But in the end of the day, <laughs> they wanted to sit down and watch a movie. And they're just sitting yeah. there in the same room. These people that have nothing to do with each other are just sitting yeah. there watching, enjoying a movie together. And it's yeah. so good. I, I really and, did love that episode. And it didn't talk about politics. No, the show. not at all. It, it talked about human issues and it didn't talk. And that was so great. Yeah. Uh, and even, can we talk about the love story now uh, with yes. Francesca? That's what I that's thought about like, the most, honestly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's so genuine. It really is. Uh-huh. It feels so just, it, it really does just feel like this could be an actual relationship. And you see it progressing. And I love that there's a character, uh, I can't remember the guy's name who plays him, but who keeps calling it out and being like, you're going you're, you're gonna to fall for her. And he's like, yeah. no, no, we're just friends. You're gonna fall for her. And yeah. honestly, this that relationship and that that storyline and this season just as a whole hit me where I live, dude. I could I I really <laughs> I really was like I, I was feeling it because like I've had a relationship with someone who is from out of the country. I've dealt with long distance, that kind of things like that. And right. 
it that relationship it honestly uh, and you might just think that this is st- it felt just so familiar to me and i was like oh, this really? this is so crazy that they were able to hit the nail on the head like this and be like this is exactly what this kind of relationship would be like and they weren't even dating yeah. at the time until the until the like last scene of the episode of the season oh yeah uh, and it's just crazy and i'm like it is just so so good i i don't know what you think about the relationship Oh, I thought it was so good. And I, because the way the show ended was such, was so open-ended. And I think they handled that fairly well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But honestly, yeah, the relationship was so good. I, with the first season, I was, I thought they poured so much into the first season that I was really nervous Mm -hmm. with this season. Uh, Just like, how do you follow up a show like this? And you could just tell they gave it everything and just, it was so introspective into because Aziz and Sari talked about they needed a break before the between these two seasons to live their lives yeah. and to figure out more things to say and this relationship felt like such a genuine examination of becoming an adult and like that age where all your friends are getting married and the options are slimmer but ah, I don't know I'm kind of all over the place but it was just so beautiful yeah I mean I would if Francesca was a real human being I would fight to the death to have her by my side. Oh, I thought that was, was going to go somewhere completely different. Dude, I am... Oh. <laughs> I, I, I respect her. I am now in love with her. I'm like, dude, I need to follow you on every social media platform. I need to know exactly what movies What's you're going to be in. Um, it's like, oh man, I forgot it. It's some Ital- It's like, it, she's Italian. It's like, she's an Italian oh, actress. going to be... Yeah. I could imagine her becoming something. Like, this is such a breakout role. Yeah. Like, oh, so good. Um, um, I'm looking up her name now. <laughs> I oh, can't okay. remember. Um, but yeah. it she that whole and the thing is, you can. There's a lot of the shows, a lot of these kind of shows, or rom- comedy shows, but dramedy shows, really sitcoms. Uh-huh. That the the relationships kind of end up being the central focus of the show, and that uh-huh. definitely becomes the case with this show. Like it becomes oh, like yeah. that's what the show is about is this relationship. But it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like TV drama because no. it's not pretty. It's never uh. pretty. And the thing is, this relationship felt real because it was complicated. It was ugly. Uh-huh. It, there were times when, like, you're just like, this is just, it sucks. And honestly, the thing is, and what really sold it for me and probably sold it for a lot of people is the fact that they it wasn't this easy, like, Oh, you know what? I love you now, and I'm married, but it's okay. I'll just here. I'll I'll oh, not every, I'll yeah. not get married to him. I'll can't throw. I'll cancel the engagement, and I'll run. Every other show would have been like had this super dramatic moment where she like throws the ring away and runs a Spider Man two moment. Yeah, movement right. Moment. <laughs> every other show yeah. would have done that, but this show doesn't do that. We have. Th- what three four episodes where it's just dedicated to she's just like i don't know what to do this sucks i'm Talk engaged to this balls. guy uh, yeah i'm engaged to this guy and that i've been dating for 10 years or something like that and then but i also i really like this guy and she she's stuck and it's so good it feels real because it does it wasn't this like boom she makes a decision done it was she had to stew in it, and she had to think about it, and it was complicated. And she said multiple times, "This is complicated." Right. Yeah, I, I just yeah. felt it was so real. I, I don't know. And one other thing that I realized, like just the, I, wondering how the show felt so grounded, and I really do think it does such a unique 
way of bringing in a supporting cast. Yes. Because so often in a show you have the regulars and they kind of have to make for contract reasons and because there's actors and they need to get paid. They have to have a role in each and every episode. But in real life, when you have friends, like people are coming in and out and there are certain people that you'll hang out with and will have a different relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the way they weave in those supporting characters is so seamless and felt so like the friendships Dev has in the show felt so much like real life in the best way possible. And it was just amazing. Uh Yeah, Um, it's Alessandra Mastronardi. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Good uh, name. Yeah. Uh, dude, she's so good. And she's gorgeous. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, let's talk about that Thanksgiving episode. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's something that you... Okay, you think... All right, they're going to have an episode focus on a lesbian character who comes out to her parents and... She is going to, and it's also going to be taking place in different, like, it just feels like, oh, this is going to be such a kind of, oh my gosh, we're going to make a statement episode, right? It didn't feel Uh like that at all. It just felt so real and it felt so like, oh, this is like, again, a difficult, again, just making it ugly. It's not pretty. You Even by the end of the episode, yes, the mom starts to like accept her girlfriend or whatever, but... Uh I mean, it. She's still like n- the the whole family dynamic is not perfect, and they yeah. don't present it as perfect. They don't present it as this easy thing, and they also don't. They're not biased towards the um. What's her name? That character's name. I can't. They're not biased towards Dev's friend, right? Yeah. Uh, and because they also show her making hor- poor decisions, bringing that other girl home for Thanksgiving. No one. What was hilarious. her Instagram name? Again, I don't was, remember, uh... but it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then I loved seeing Dev's relationship with that family because I was like, I I knew they were friends, but they never have delved into that friendship very much uh-huh. in the first season or even up until that point in the second season. But now you get it. You get why those two are so such close friends. Um, so I, that was one of my favorite episodes as well. Probably might even be my second favorite episode. Really? Besides the, besides the, um, the episodes with all, or the episode with the, all those different people who end in the movie theater and things like that. That's probably my favorite episode of the season. Oh, yeah. So good. But that, like, cause she, and I'll say this, as a lesbian character, I would say she is probably the best and most accurate portrayal of some uh, lesbian character on tv yeah or anywhere because all these shows will do this thing where they'll bring it in and like even like the flash with the, whatever that character's name is mm-hmm. and I, I not being like not that i'm <laughs> crapping on them <laughs> but you could tell it's just there because they want to make a statement yeah without actually exploring any of the humanity to it or trying to do anything really that interesting but this show is so seamless that even like, I could see friends that I have that might be taken weirdly by it, and I could see them watching it and actually being engaged by what they're doing. Yeah. Definitely. Which is such a high praise to Aziz and Alan Yang and what the writers are, are doing here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I really, really did like, and I honestly, if I had to compare uh, the show to anything, it would be Atlanta. I And that's high praise coming from me because you know how much I love Atlanta. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. I think anybody who watched Atlanta, you know how much, and how good Atlanta is. That's the comparison yeah. I would make. It's comedy, but it doesn't necessarily focus on the comedy. It's more yeah. about the drama, but 
it's just it it's comedy in unique situations and it's so uniquely Uh directed and you it's just so different and that's why i think it's a good comparison to make um oh yeah do you have any other final thoughts on this second season No, I, I honestly just thinking because I've read some articles looking into a third season of Master of None. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what bums me out is I think we're going to if if it's made, we're going to have to wait some years before yeah. they get to make a third season. Because Aziz was saying he wants to get more perspective and wait a while, which I'm I'm not against at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm very interested in what they could explore next. Next, yeah. whether that could be adulthood or parenting or I don't know. There's so much stuff. Yeah, it's just such a cool tapestry as the for Aziz as a creative person to be able to draw so closely from real life. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah, there's nothing like it on TV right now. Uh-huh. And I think that's the beauty of Netflix. Netflix just it, uh-huh. it's because of how it's formatted. You don't have to like oh you have to hit this many episodes or oh you have to come out at this time. This is our TV season. Netflix uh-huh. is year round and they can release whatever they want whenever they want. And yeah, it's, it, I love the format and Netflix shows have been just destroying it recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. This, uh, this might, as a show, this, would you say this might be like in, as far as pure quality goes, Netflix's best show uh, with the second season or at least in the top two or three right now? Yes, definitely in top two or three. I'm trying to think, I mean, House of Cards is their flagship show, and oh, yeah, yeah. it's it deserves that <laughs> title. I mean, I, beside, uh-huh. uh, apart from being their first show, it's amazing. Um, uh-huh. And then I personally love Bloodline, but that could be more of a personal thing because I don't know. But whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, it's definitely up there. I would definitely have to start considering, it, especially considering that this second season. Oh, The Crown. Dang it, the crown! Ooh, I just thought about. I, I need to watch. You the need crown. to watch I've the heard crown. Such good things. I'm about telling it. you, that was the besides Master of None. That was the last show that I just sat. I was like weeks after watching the crown. I'm still thinking about it. It's so good. Um, I need to watch the crown. Yes, you do. You also <laughs> hey, need to Ozzie. watch Master of None. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> nah, dude, it, Master dude, of None's it's so such good. An easy watch. And all right, well, first of all, you need to watch Atlanta. I'm just, well, I just got the whole thing spoiled, guys. So, well, that's I mean. true, but <laughs> it's, it's okay. Still <laughs> all right, got the whole well, thing spoiled. Miles, thank you for joining us for um, our Master <laughs> of None season recap. It was great having you on. And yeah, we, it's great to be on. Yeah, well, definitely. I'm again. I've said this before on the podcast. I want to try to have you on for Better Call Saul season two. Dude, so there's going to be a lot, of, a lot to talk about at this rate. Yes. Oh, gosh. oh yeah. Once so once that ends, we'll definitely you'll be back. I will oh, guarantee yeah. that. Um, uh-huh. So thanks for coming on, man. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome anytime. All right. All right. Sweet. Where can people find you on social media? You should probably say that before you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles underscore Haruki. And honestly, that's about it. <laughs> I right. don't do a lot of social media. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you follow him there. And thanks for joining us, Miles. All right. Now we are going to move on to TV recaps. And um, we, for a lot of these shows, we had... The second to last episode, but we did have some season finales in there. Uh, we can't talk about one of them. 
<laughs> because I have not seen one of them. Sorry. Blacklist. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> like I said, already on I this episode. I wanted to watch. I was like, we we're going to talk about this in the show. Like I said. And then you didn't watch it. I've been dro- I drove all day yesterday. And then I got here and I've been unpacking and busy all day. I just haven't had time. Hey, hey, hey. You know, you know let me tell you something about Carlos. I've seen him pack. And unpacked watching TV. What were you watching today? And I know I, you were watching something. I was setting all this up. I couldn't. Uh-huh. I needed to focus. Everything had to be on <laughs> in the right places. I didn't want like me to be turning this up and then thinking I'm turning myself up and turning you up. I had to get it right. <laughs> okay. So Whatever. I couldn't be distracted. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about some actual TV here. Um, I guess we're going to start with uh, Monday um, because we had Supergirl. Oh boy! Um, I actually texted Carlos about this particular episode because one of his favorite characters just decided to come back, and her character is Carlos. I'll let you say it. Cat Grant. <laughs> um, uh, that that was wasn't that just one of your favorite episodes? No. Um, <laughs> okay. I feel a rant coming. No, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to rant about it. Cat Grant is. One of the worst characters in the CW Arrowverse thing. Period. She is a caricature. Caricature. Caricature? Caricature. Caricature. There, there we go. go. I got it. Hit nailed it that time. <laughs> I've said that word a billion times before, but I'm, it's like 1 a.m. So, <laughs> tell 30. Whatever. Um, so, it, she's a caricature. She really is. She doesn't feel like an actual human being. I've said that since day one of this show. Since it was on CBS. She and does then- not feel... Like a human being. She feels like I was written as a character to be on a television show. So here I am and this is me. She felt completely out of place. And as to why they brought her back, I have no idea. Because fans like her for some reason. I don't understand why they like her. Because, look, I I will say that she got better within the first season. And Carlos and I argued and I, and I was like, I was defending her. I was like, yo, you know, she's she's getting better. You know, I, I see her human side. You know, she's not a douche and she's not annoying. And in this episode, oh, my. <laughs> uh, she's over here talking to a, a technically an alien terrorist who's wanting to take over National City. And this is arguably one of the dumbest lines since I'm liberating you, mommy. She goes, Cat Grant, the queen of media. Is that supposed to mean something? <laughs> I know. This is supposed to intimidate the... Is that supposed to mean something to this the invade, woman who... Invading aliens? Yeah, this woman who's invading your planet with an army of, like, villain like an army-like of Superman, basically. Yeah. So... Uh, there was there was a lot of negative in this. Like, can, can we mention the fact that Guardian Guardian's costume looks a not a lot like the Daxamites? It kind of does, <laughs> right? Uh, and the fact that Jimmy Olsen can hold his own against the Superman like threat is ridiculous. I mean, these guys are <laughs> look. It's cool looking action. See, I actually watched this episode, and when I saw him like fighting him, I was like, you know what? Jimmy's not all that bad anymore. It wasn't... Look, I hated it. I hated Jimmy when it was like, oh, well, he and Kara get together. That's when I hated him. 
Now I'm starting to be like, all right, whatever. I I mean, I hated that they did the Guardian thing, but now that he's Guardian, I'm like, all right, whatever. At this point, he would have he's trained enough. I mean, he's been fighting all that. So yeah, but I don't think he's gonna be holding his yeah, own against true. like that's uh, fair. like. It still looked cool. So I was just like, whatever. I mean, I, I will say it does look cool. I'm just saying logically, you get thrown around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's definitely fair, and I'm not going to necessarily argue against that. I mean, especially, I mean, uh, all right, look, I'll, I'll give you one, but three? Yeah. No, nah, I can't. Actually, no, you know, I think there was actually an explanation that made him, that made them more human-like, I actually. Maybe, I don't know. I forgot, I forgot, because the episode was kind of bad, because Cat yeah, Grant. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Cat Grant was definitely the biggest negative on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the fact that she was acting like whatever, and yeah. she's a boss when she isn't a boss, uh, is absolutely ridiculous i don't like cat grant i really don't uh it toned down the whole it brought down down the whole whole episode and it's unfortunate because it's a cool storyline for them to be going into with like the alien invasion that's like that's an interesting storyline and then it's like cat grant shows up now and then she walks into that office and she's like Oh, look, all this workout equipment. She's like, like come on, we're both, we're all women here. We can all settle uh, this. I'm just like, oh boy. See, and that's the thing. I think that's where the disconnect is. Because I don't think she, as a character, is written for us. We're not the ideal demographic, number one, for the show. But number two, for that character. She's not a character written for us. Because for, for some reason, you go, I'm telling you. And I, you might say, why are you in the comment section of this? I, I don't know. I, you know, you get morbidly curious in the comments of anything, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, what kind of, what's the low of humanity doing right now? <laughs> and you click and you go into comments. So what I was doing was I was on every time, like, they released, like, trailers for the next episode on Facebook or something like that, or, like, pictures of, like, advertising the next episode. I, like, click on comments and things like that. So I click on the comments. Anytime, any, go to, I swear. Go to any any post on the Supergirl Facebook page, any post. Click on the comments. The majority of comments are all two things. Number one, where's Cat Grant? She needs to come back. Oh my gosh, she's my favorite character. Or number two, Monel is the worst. I hate Monel. Monel's stupid. Get him off the show. Monel's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like not one of my favorite characters. Is a little strong, but I actually really like. Were he's they? one of the, like he's one of my favorite characters on Supergirl. Yeah, honestly, because yeah. I for me he has grown a lot. He has a lot of characterization yeah. on the show. He's still learning, and you know personally, I think he's a way better love interest than Jimmy Olsen. Oh, agree. The fact that the majority <laughs> of people miss Cat Grant. <laughs> It's just, God. <laughs> look, there's a disconnect there. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know where it is. It's pro- it might just be the demographic type thing. I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's, um, that's my thoughts on that show. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. Actually. I mean, I, it might not be on YouTube, but I'm telling you, it probably will be on YouTube too. But on Facebook, it's just a disaster in there. But anyway, YouTube's normally is worse successful than Facebook. So, all right, moving on. Let's talk about Tuesday shows. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is great. They had a little competition thing. That was awesome. Uh, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's one of the best comedies on right now on TV. So, um, moving on, Tuesday, we had our season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'll be talking about that on the next episode with Andres Ace Cabrera. Jeez, he's going to kill me for screwing up his name, but it's okay. Uh, we're going to be talking about that with Ace on the next I'm episode. I'm you, Carlos. So, definitely check that out. Um, but anyway, 
Let's talk about The Flash, Ozzy. What do you think about this episode? This penultimate episode. Um, wow. I kind of thought it was okay. I, I wasn't amazing. I wasn't amazing. I completely called it that, that she would event, that she would die. Like, I, I saw the episode, I was like, okay, she's going to die. And Jason Inman um, called it when he was on the episode, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. He did call it, but I, I thought she was, I didn't, I didn't think she was until I saw the episode. Um, but basically when it went down, I, I was like, oh, okay. But I think they executed it in a way better, like a way better way. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought for a second, we, we, I kind of, I was like, ah, oh, maybe she might live. And then they're like, oh, no, she wasn't, no, she wasn't. But I thought it was a kind of good episode. But at the same time, I was thinking logic, like, okay, you know now that Savitar remembers everything. Mm-hmm. So why don't you take yourself out of the equation completely? Because like, why would you like try to work with him to stop Savitar at that point? Yeah, might as well go on a vacation. Yeah, <sighs> and take away Iris because then he wouldn't remember where she is. I don't know the the whole Captain Cold thing was really forced. It I was just like really like. Number one, I agree with everybody, their initial reaction, like, you went back in time again. That was a dumb decision. No matter if it was, it ended up fine or not, you've seen bad things happen every time. And then if the answer is always as simple as, we'll just put him right back where, right back where we found him. What? If that, if that, it was that simple every time, then Legends of Tomorrow shouldn't exist as a TV show. <laughs> just, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, that was all right, whatever. Um, the whole thing, I, I don't know, there's just lots of dumb in this episode. The thing with Lila not giving him the thing to start with was like, okay, I mean... And then she ends up giving it to him. The whole episode was kind of like a waste. You, you, she gives it to him anyway. What's the point? What's the point, really? What is the point? We <laughs> That episode, she gives it to him anyway. The entire focus of the episode is, oh, man, we have to get this thing. And she won't give it to us. So let's steal it. I think her she logic. Gives it to him anyway. I think the dumbest thing was. Her logic. Where she was just like. I can't let Iris die. I'm just like, well, you were going to let her die. Exactly. She was so, just going to let her die. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if he hadn't come in yeah. and tried to steal it? Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, what would, like, what would you have done? I don't know. Man. She would have died anyways. But again, it was, it's for me, the whole logical thing was just so stupid because he remembers that you're trying to build it now. So now he knows I need to get the philosopher's stone. Yeah. So it's just kind of logic. I mean, that's what I'm thinking the whole entire time. Like, logically, he'll know what you're planning. So I don't know. I thought it was a stupid. I thought Barry needed to take himself out of the equation. Yeah. I liked his um, idea of, like, oh, does you guys go do something that I won't know about? That idea. Um, yeah, like, take her somewhere where I will know. I yeah. thought that was pretty good. I thought that, that was pretty that cool. That was good. They could have taken it a step farther. You're right. And but then I also like the moment of Jr. or uh, yeah, HR. HR. Jeez, it's, it's late, people. <laughs> HR accidentally telling um, Savitar where he is. That was great. And then his reaction. Like Tom Cavanaugh is a great actor, and that proves it again. Um, so yeah, there's good in the episode. There's just also a lot of dumb. I the whole Iris giving the ring back. It's like you know, Barry specifically told you 
that he gave you the ring in the first place, because we know you know because you made a huge deal out of it for no reason, um, that he gave you the ring in the first place so that the time that things would be different. But then you're going to give the ring back and make things exactly how it was when he went back in time and saw you? I mean, I guess, I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I'm going to excuse that because, because look, thinking about it, the day is here and you're going to be scared if you're going to die. You know what I mean? And you're in the heat of the moment and your dad's emotional, you're emotional. Like this is, this might be the last time you're going to see your dad. This might be the last time you're going to see your fiance. You know, you're this, like this is a lot of last times. This is a lot of last time possibility for you. So it's in the heat of the moment. And I can understand if she's not thinking about that particular time. But also, why? Barry, you die in Barry's arms. Why, why does he, like, it's not like you're going to lose the ring. <laughs> it's not like, oh, give it to, give it to Barry. He's there when you die. He can just literally take it. Or it's like, it's not like he, Savitar is going to kill you and take the ring. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It's, the whole situation made absolutely no sense. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to be logical here. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to be logical too. Tell me a logical reason as to why she's like, oh, give it to Barry. Like she's never going to, like he's never going to see her again. She's going to, she's never, she might never see him again because she's going to be dead. But he, <laughs> Is gonna see her. He sees her die. He could take the ring. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Like, what's the, like, Joe's just gonna be like, she said to give this to you. Like, what? What? Why don't, why wasn't she wearing it? Did she divorce me? <laughs> like, she break up with me? <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I thought she should have kept it on us. I mean, personally, I thought she should have kept it on as a symbolism yeah. for Barry because at the same time, she did leave him a video on his phone. Which I loved that they, kind of overlaid that with her death. That's what I'm saying because it made it great. it made it more yes. emotional. Like yes. for me, I was like, damn. Cuz I remember in the season in the mid-season, I was like Iris dies. Like it's crazy. It didn't hit me as badly though as as the uh, as episode 22 did. So, I will say that it, it does a pretty good job. Now, whether or not she's alive or if she comes back, that's that's another thing to be seen, but um right now, I mean, I think it's right. pretty crazy. Briefly, just give me your quick response. Is she alive slash coming back? Maybe. <laughs> That's the weakest response. Uh, I wanted a yes or a no. <laughs> okay, I'll say I'll say yes because okay. the season finale trailer is not really all that great. No oh, great. And <laughs> you don't see Barry emotional really. You just see him kind of staring off into the distance. And there are promo photos of him and Savitar in the same room. So I'm assuming. That maybe they work together in some sense of fashion. Maybe they travel back in time. It's a lot of freaking time traveling on these freaking shows. But anyways, um, maybe they go back in time and save her. I don't know. All maybe right. maybe Savitar convinces his younger self to be like, hey, man, <laughs> pipe it down. Um, I will say <laughs> yes as well. Um, she's coming back. Uh, come on. They're not going to kill Iris West. I'm just saying. But anyway. All right. Uh, all right. We basically have two more things to talk about. There's some other things we could talk about. But, well, we obviously should be talking about Blacklist. Sorry. Um, but basically. <sighs> we're going to talk about Arrow right. next. Yes. We have Arrow and then we have Supernatural. Now, Ozzy, we are running really long here. So, let's do this quickly but concisely. But good. Let's make it 
deep, but also quick. <laughs> okay, moving what? on. <laughs> I just, I'm all over the place. I'm tired, and I'm like, let's get out of like here. A, let's like a DJ. Let's, let's take a slow. Let's take a slow, guys. But quickly. Slow music. No, quickly. Quick dance, though. <laughs> quick dance. This is slow music. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so Arrow. Arrow, Arrow was a pretty yes. good... Uh, I, yeah. Arrow, guys, I'm going to recommend... This is my recommendation just to get it over with. Arrow Season 5. Yeah. This is honestly the best CW show in 2016 to 2017. Uh, when it comes to its newer seasons, I will say that 100%. Arrow is intense. Okay. And this episode is nonetheless. <laughs> I love this episode again. Uh, Prometheus is just, damn, man. He's just so strong. And then towards the end, it's. It's all nostalgia. I mean, look, we've seen Malcolm Merlin in The Legends of Tomorrow, but I I didn't like him as much there just because it felt weird um, just seeing him other than in a, in a show than Arrow. But just seeing him back in Arrow just feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, yeah, we get Malcolm Merlin talking to Oliver Queen. That's awesome. They're working together. That's great. Uh, I really did like their – I really did love their dialogue. And I – I flipped out when Nessa Al Ghul came back. I was like, yes! I was so excited because, guys, she's going to go up against Talia Al Ghul. Come on. That's that's crazy. That, I, I think it's interesting. That, for me, like, I was yeah. I was fanboying the whole entire time because I was just like, this is going to be an amazing uh, season finale. And then <sighs> another thing to top that off, Deathstroke is back. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to butcher his name, uh, Manu Bennett or something. Manu Bennett, yeah. He's back as Deathstroke. Uh, this is bringing back season two, which is a lot of people's favorite uh, season. So definitely great. We got three revival characters on the show. Uh, gosh, I'm so excited. Look, I'm happy to see Deathstroke too, but I'm. Please tell me how it makes sense that he's gonna go to Deathstroke and ask for help. It does make sense. It does absolutely make sense. Deathstroke because, would not help him. Uh, we'll we'll see. But I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense that Oliver would go to Deathstroke. I mean, I get that. Uh, the thing is, that the thing that they're trying to do is that he's so desperate, right? That he would do that. But this is a dude who killed his mom, right? Yeah, and they mention they'll mention it in the season finale because you they you do see Captain Boomerang mention it in the season finale. You will. Um. But, but I, I mean, don't know yeah. if that's enough mention. It's just, it just to me, it's, it's one of those things. And Arrow is definitely, as much as I like this season, I'm not going to argue with you on this season. Arrow is guilty of having a situation much like, and we talked about this when it, when we watched um, Felicity and no, we talked. Yeah, we definitely argued about that over mm-hmm. text before we had the podcast to argue about things over. <laughs> um, but. In something completely unrelated, and you agreed with me, and I think you were even stronger on this point, in um, Fate of the Furious, where you have a character who literally killed someone who okay, was but- a brother-like character, and then they're teaming up, and they don't mention it, and then they don't, it's just like, oh, or they mention it, and it's just like, oh, whatever. Okay, but they're not going to be buddy-buddy. Like, you see Malcolm Merlin and Oliver Queen working together. You clearly see that Oliver Queen does not like working with Malcolm Merlin. And we've seen that throughout the the entirety of the show. 
but he does it in respect to his sister because that's his that's his sister's father and i think at at the same time it's going to be something similar when it comes to deathstroke they're not gonna they're never gonna be buddy buddy and when i brought up fate of the furious it was because you see dom and uh, i forgot his name but you see dom and um jason statham jason statham no i knew the actor's name just didn't know his character's name uh hugging it out and like you saw him at the family barbecue okay I don't. I don't think this is gonna happen in the Arrow season finale. Yeah. And if it does, I'm gonna be pissed because I'm like, he he stabbed your mom right in front of you and your sister. I just don't think. Oh no, uh, I, to but, me, that yes, you're right. He stabbed their, <laughs> the mom. Okay. To me, there's no situation where he goes. You know what? I'm that desperate. I'm gonna go to that guy. Uh, I'm gonna say yes because Oliver Oliver legit sent his son away. So that his son would never have to be kidnapped. And on top of that, not only is his son kidnapped, but his whole entire team, which is basically like a family to him, because he really doesn't have any other family besides Thea, and even she's taken away. So you, you're, you're desperate. You don't have no one to go to, and you, you're going to be desperate. You're going to yeah. be looking for people. And right. sure, logically, you're going to be like, okay, well, why doesn't Barry... And this is how we're all going to be like, okay, well, there's a, there's an invasion. There's a literal <laughs> alien invasion, which there was a crossover, mind you. <laughs> there's an alien invasion going on in Supergirl. There was a crossover. Why don't you just get your pals? Yeah. <laughs> That's um, it, It's one of those things, again, and I'm just like, Oliver's facing an army. Hello, get your pals. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, they should really address these things because it's just like I'm pretty sure Oliver probably reached out to them and was like, "Hey, I mean, can you can you help out?" Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he was just there, always like, "Yeah, you know, I would." Just dealing with our own crap right well, now. Well, agree to disagree on the Deathstroke thing, but um, yeah, I I definitely did like the episode. So, all right, well, let's move on to briefly Supernatural season finale, two episodes. Or two hours, but it's two episodes. Um, yeah. Finally, Brit, uh, Men of Letters, the British Men of Letters, British Men of Letters. Goodbye. Man, I don't. Care. I, you Thank know what? You. you know what? You know what? I liked about these two episodes. It it really brought the season to a focus. Yeah, and that that was a huge positive because Carlson have been have been saying, look, there's a lot of one shot episodes, but it's not really a, a like a real season. It doesn't really feel like a season to us. It doesn't because, feel focused at all. Yeah, because it was all over the place. So I really like how this all sort of came together as as two episodes. Mm-hmm. I really I really enjoyed it. And my favorite of it is my favorite episode of the two is definitely episode twenty two when it was dealing with the mental letters because we finally get that confrontation that confrontation and I really liked how Sam kind of took it was reversed. It was reversed because I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead as as to say as Sam Winchester is probably the strongest when it comes to emotionally. He's more open to yes. talking about yes. it. Uh being involved with it. And Dean is more sh- like, you know, he's more of a shell and he does and he deals more with the action. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely, I really like seeing their roles reversed and Sam really taking on that leadership of leading the American hunters. The, I mean, the ones that he can scramble up, you know, in yes. such a short time to take on the Bertishman of letters. And then I like Dean really taking on Sam's role into really going into the psychological thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, gosh, man, you, the thing that I will give supernatural 
after 12 seasons is these two characters have gone through so much and you really get it when Dean is going, uh, basically kind of going off on his mom and Jensen Ackleman, uh, Ackleman, that's how you pronounce his name, right? Yeah. Um, gosh, he really acted in this. He really gave, uh, his all in this before in, in this, in that particular scene. And I'm such a emotional scene. Mm-hmm. I, I really love that scene where he's talking to his mom and telling her that he hates her and that it's, all her fault. I thought it was such a great scene. And then seeing them all in episode 22 hugging, uh, such, such a great payoff. Yes. Um, that scene, you're right. It's the best scene in the entire season period. Um, Jensen Ackles, that just made me think like, cause you know, I don't know if you know this, Ozzy, he was in contention at, Pretty good contention to be Captain America at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I was sitting there, I'm like, dude can act. I could see him. Like, I could see that working. Like, I mean, obviously, no complaints about Chris Evans. Like, obviously, it's Captain America. But, hey, Jensen Ackles can act. He's not just a quote-unquote TV actor, even though that doesn't really mean anything these days anymore. Um, But, yeah. So, I I did really like that scene. Um and I loved um, the girl who plays Mary, um, the lady who plays Mary um, as well. She was really good in that scene as well. Um, the the whole the the two episodes. The thing about it is the strongest storyline in my opinion this season because we are all over the place. You have the Lucifer situation, right? And then you have the Nephilim, which is kind of connected to the Lucifer thing. Um, and then you had some Rowena stuff, but not as much. And then you also had the British Men of Letters thing. To me, the British Men of Letters thing was the weakest story. I could care less. Get it out of here. Um, the Nephilim storyline is my favorite, and it was probably the least addressed this season. And I think I like this finale in these last two episodes because that was a focus, basically, especially the last episode. Yeah, and I liked it because it also brought Mary on board, and we finally get yes. to see them all working together exactly. as a family. And it was crazy. I yes. loved it. Um, before we kind of wrap things up, and I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about specifically with the episode, but I have a couple of brief, like, minor-ish negatives for the episode, like things that bothered me. Okay. Number one. Um, the, I don't care how much by surprise they caught them. The British men of letters were taken down by hunters with handguns. All of them just had pistols. Every single one of them just had pistols. Everyone else, all the British men of letters had assault rifles, right? They all had these powerful guns and the British men of letters were taken down by just guys with handguns. And not only that... They got him by surprise, sure. And they they never picked up an assault rifle. The, the I will American say, hunters I will were shooting them, and I then they would say. walk by them and not pick up. I was like, pick look, up the bigger gun. What look, are you doing? Look, I will say they should have picked up the bigger gun. Thank but, you. <laughs> but that's all I'm going to say because, look, look, sure, size of the gun matters, but it's how you use it. Oh, my gosh. Okay? And apparently, British men and letters didn't use it well. That's why they died. Well, that's true. But again, the thing that really bothered me, at first I was like, okay, I mean, they got him by surprise. But then they would walk by them with... No, that's... No, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yo, pick up the gun, man. Like, you guys got pistols, and that's great. 
but use the equipment that's laying on the floor. You're like walking by all this great equipment, and you're just like, well, you know, we're American hunters. So, I don't know. Oh, I did really like the random side note. I really like the stuff where they're locked in the um, in the basement thing. In no, in the the American uh, British Final Letters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in in their um, little bunker. In the bunker, that's the word we're looking for. In the bunker, they were locked in there and they're trying to get out. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. So the other thing, the timing. I think we talked about this. The timing of the last kind of thing where they did the spell and then all of a sudden they're like locked in there, or they're that that would shut the door. They did the spell that would shut the door. Crowley sacrifices himself. And I, how slow was that spell? <laughs> I thought it was extremely slow. And let me just say something. <laughs> like, man. I'm pissed at how the show ends because episode 22, you get gained and you finally yeah. get happiness for the for the boys. And then the very next episode, they lose their acquaintance Crowley. It, it didn't hit me as much as it, as much as I wanted it to hit me. It didn't hit me. Yeah. Excuse me. And. Castiel's death, I felt, should have been more dramatic. I mean, this, this is, he's, he's basically a super powered Winchester at this point. And I, I mean, it's, I was, I was upset, of course, that Castiel died because we were having a lot of Castiel moments. I mean, he, he yeah. basically bought a truckload <laughs> of diapers for the, for the Neverwinds. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, of course, of course, I'm gonna, you know, we're having Castiel moments. Um, but I felt bad, man. I, I, I didn't feel as bad as I want, as I should have. I felt. And I think it was a good choice to kill him, though. If you had to kill somebody to give us some stakes to get make it dramatic, I think Castiel's the right choice. But I do think he's gonna come back. Really? Yes. Okay. Because look, I mean, look. Uh, at this point, at this point in time, Nephilim can bring him back. That's fair. Yes, and or then, God could bring him back. Yes, because we've seen him basically resurrect Merit. We've seen uh, the darkness, who's basically God or stronger yeah. or equal, bring Mary back. Yeah, and uh, it's just they out. They also lost Mary, and I, I know Mary's going to come back, especially with Lucifer. But uh, it was just crazy how how quickly everything was well and then how crazy everything went yeah. just the very next day i will say one of my negatives is that the fact that we didn't see rowena's death i would have liked to see rowena's death that's that's true it kind of makes me think that she's coming back to be honest but yeah, i don't know they could have just been like they didn't want to pay the actress so that's true um i'm not a huge I, rowena fan though i so. liked i liked rowena i thought she added a, a pretty cool aspect and i liked her when it came to the whole uh, darkness aspect, I, I really did like her. I thought it, I thought it was funny. That was great um, having her on, especially her arguing with Crowley. Yeah. I liked it. All right, last question before you sign us out, Ozzy: Is the Nephilim good or bad? Uh, it's gonna be bad. I feel like that's when they're gonna have to bring Chuck in. But then again, I feel like the Nephilim. The I can't for the life of me, I can't pronounce it. I feel like Lucifer's child <laughs> is gonna pose a pretty grave threat. All right. And if anything, that might be a team up: Lucifer and his kid versus the Winchesters, Castiel, and uh, maybe Chuck. All right, <laughs> throwing in Chuck, man. All right, my wild uh, card, Ozzy. We have this. Sorry for the very, very long episode, but we had a lot to talk about. I mean, Alien Covenant. It's one of the 
a lot of people's most anticipated movie of the summer, and then Master <laughs> of None, which is a great uh, show. We just had a lot to talk about, so sorry for the length, but hey. I'm just whatever. gonna tell you this right now. Be prepared for Saturday's episode, because next Saturday's episode, oh, because sure. <sighs> parts, parts of the Caribbean, man. I'm, I'm gonna buy my tickets it's today. Star Wars, people. Today. Um, I'm excited. You going? You going with me the day I see it? Probably. I don't know. I mean, I would assume so. We'll see. I mean, it depends because you're trying to you're trying to go like you're 10, trying to 15. get your ticket early and stuff like that. Ten fifteen at Regal. I'm trying to save money. <laughs> Ten fifteen at Regal. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, All y'all be there. Now everybody's gonna stalk you and be like, "Ozzy Castro, Screenfellows podcast." <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we're not that huge, not that huge. <laughs> um but yeah let's do a quick recommendation i already gave mine uh carlos what is, what, is, what is your recommendation if you have one um alien one two and even three if you like the first two okay. go for it all right uh all right carlos where can people find you on social media twitter and instagram at cherry456 and make sure you follow us on social media all at screenfellows facebook twitter instagram all over the place uh youtube because we'll have new content coming out as the summer progresses Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, guys, and you can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, check out our website, screenfellows.com, as Brianna writes written reviews of uh, the films that we review. Alien Covenant. Yeah, Are so, yeah, yeah, check check it, check her, uh, check out her reviews. Maybe she has a different opinion than Carlos. Carlos. I haven't uh, read it yet. I need to read it. I try just, to wait until the end of the... Honestly, you destroyed this movie, so maybe she praised it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check out her written reviews, guys. And also, if you guys have any topics, any movies, any things like that, that you guys want us to discuss on the show, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please write and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, like, like Carlos has stated previously, check us out on youtube we're gonna have tons of content coming out during the summer guys this is screen fellas 